What is your favorite Jim Carrey movie? Oh, um, ooh, that's a good question. It, it's not in his heyday or his like uh, prime, but Yes Man is up there. It might be like top three. I'm just trying to do a quick search in my mind. Bruce Almighty might be there. Probably liar, liar. Yes Man is good. I definitely, I definitely don't think Yes Man. Like Yes Man is definitely not my favorite, but it's sure. good. Oh, I know what your favorite is. What is that? The Grinch. You might be surprised. No, actually, what? It's not. Oh, <sighs> okay. I'm I don't surprised. know. It's yeah. I don't know. The second Ace Ventura movie. Oh. I think is is quintessential Jim Carrey. Interesting. But interesting. Yeah. Uh, hello and welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Brady. I'm Pete. And we are the Movie Men, and we have our own bingo. So, <laughs> all of you punks back in elementary school who thought that I would never make it anywhere, and <laughs> that I was just a loser... Eat your freaking heart out, because you probably don't have your own bingo. That's right. So, eh. um, yeah, Movie Men Bingo. If you are sitting down listening to this episode or standing up, if you're doing anything where you're not occupied doing other things, whether it is uh, cramming for an exam... Running for president, <laughs> shoveling your driveway, driving a motor vehicle. Mm. Um, check out check out in the link in the the <laughs> list of links below. You know the links that you normally ignore. Yes, go down there and look. Yes, uh, there's a link called Movie Men Bingo, mm-hmm. and a gentleman named Marshall Lewis put together a phenomenal little game that you can go play while you listen to this episode um basically yeah load it up and every time you hear something happen that seems like it corresponds with a box tap the box a little x will appear <laughs> and uh you would be off to the races mm-hmm. huh. yeah and in, in like next week next week marshall will be on the show I don't believe he it. Can, he can, like, tell us about, well, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to trust me. It's whatever. I don't. It's um, not, I, but he can, yeah, he'll be able to tell us all about his inspiration for Movie Men Bingo, his mm. sales pitch to Hasbro to get it published. Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. There's a whole story there. There's a Kickstarter. There's, yeah. um Yeah. You know, just a GoFundMe, but then it felt bad because GoFundMe seems like it's mostly for like when your house burns down, <laughs> um, or your dog like rabies out and 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 <laughs> eats all your other pets, and you need to you know. Um, oh, but yeah. On that Listen, we did note, a vote. On that note, we had a vote about a year in film, and that year was two thousand and four. Ah, the year I was born. It was a very good year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that wasn't the year you were born. Oh. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Pretend pretend I didn't say that. I'll I'll But it is I will wild edit that out. when I meet people who were born in 2004 and for me the the litmus test that holy crap you're young but yet you're still growing up so I feel old. The litmus test is people born in 2004 and onward because I look at them and I say, you weren't alive. You weren't alive when any of when the When King three- Kong came out. Uh, yes. Because that was 2005. <laughs> but you weren't so alive you when- everything off of. <laughs> you, you weren't alive when Lord of the Rings came out. And for me, that just blows my mind. Uh, they'd be alive for some of it. No, 2003 was Return of the King. So 2004, they weren't alive. Oh, right, right, right. I'm thinking, uh, yeah, sorry. No, no, sorry. no, of course. 
That's I okay. was thinking the other way around. I was thinking, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's always this. I mean, and maybe this is grim. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this. For me, it's always nine eleven. Mm, Anyone born yeah. after the World Trade Center terrorist right. attack? Sure. I'm always like, oh my, oh my god! Like that is yeah. just nine eleven, which I was young, but is it's is certainly you know the images the memories that i have from that day will always be ingrained in my memory um and i have friends i have good i have people i would consider the close circle of trust who will only ever read about it in a history book right and that right. blows my mind yeah blows my mind well, and for um, you, because you, we're in the same age range, it's such a profound day. It was a horrible event. It was so sad. I and was pulled out of school. Yep. There was, yeah. It changed, it changed our world, like the travel industry as far as security measures and different security things. You know, it was, a, it was kind of a turning point for sure. So we're in Canada, and prior to 9-11, you did not need a passport to drive across the border into the States. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But now you certainly do. Oh, you absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and furthermore, yeah, like everything, even Canadian, like Canadian travel. Oh, yeah. Um, like the closest big airport to us would, would have been Pearson International in yep. Toronto. Yep. Um, and that certainly shut down because... Um, we didn't know what was coming next. We didn't know if more was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and, and everyone was, you know, rightfully so like, you know, there was a list. Everyone was trying to figure out, well, what could, you know, what's the next target? Sure. Um, sure. and there, uh, there was a real argument made for the CN tower. Oh, um, yeah. You know? And so it was like, oh my God, like, what, you know, what do we, yeah. No, it was scary, scary stuff. Um, For sure. Anyways, um, <laughs> 2004, 2004 yeah. there was a couple of voting options. Yeah. Uh, 51st dates. Yep. Um, which you were a proponent of. Mm -hmm. um, yes. So was I. I, I, I must say there was no film, there was only one film that I was like, not even rooting against, but I was just mm. kind of like, eh, please, okay. maybe not that one. Sure. There was one that I just wasn't feeling as much as the others, even though I enjoy all the movies. Sure. Um, I'm curious to, but, as yeah, to so, which, I'm curious as to which so, one that was. Okay. So, 51st Dates, sure. um, National Treasure, which I think secretly, maybe we were both rooting for a little bit. Well, we're both, I, I'm like, going to, excited alert. at the idea. Well, actually, finish, finish the title and then we'll get back to it. Yeah. Continue. Okay. Um, obviously, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Obviously. And uh, whatever the hell the other one was. Uh, day After Tomorrow. The Day, the day After Tomorrow. Yes. Which, in and this I, case... I put Day yeah. After Tomorrow on the list this time um, <laughs> because it's one of, my, one of my good friends. It's like one of their favorite movies. Um, and they listened to the show. So I was like, ah, you know, we'll throw that in there for them. It's been a long time since I've seen sure. Day After Tomorrow. Sure. And I remember it being pretty damn good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So what were you going to say about National Treasure? Well, okay, so <laughs> my two contributions to this little shindig were uh, 51st States, which is a personal favorite of mine. It was dead on arrival. It literally it just like sucked in the it got like like it literally five percent of the vote two votes like two yeah two yeah miserable yeah like um, it might as well not have gotten any it literally it didn't stand a chance it was like it got the pity votes where someone probably scrolled by and like oh dear here you can have my vote yeah honey just take this vote you need it more than i do um and then my other contribution was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And I, I'm just going to say this right now. I, w National Treasure was on my list of things to add to this list. And then you told me what your options were and National Treasure was already there. So I said, oh, well, I, you know, I'm going to pick something else. And I literally wanted <laughs> National Treasure to win 
And I alternatively was like, ah, I kind of want 51st States. But if those two don't win, let's go the day after tomorrow. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind I've seen once. And I thought it was interesting from what I remembered. But I, I literally just threw it in as an, as an afterthought. It was between that and I think a series of unfortunate events, which are very different films as far as both premise and maybe just meat to chew on. And, and lead I, actors. And very, lead. <laughs> very different cast. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I literally threw it in as an afterthought. And not only did it definitely benefit from Patreon boosted bonus votes, but it also just plummeted the others with popular votes. The all the the day after tomorrow and national treasure were popular, but eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. I didn't realize didn't like it has some cult following, which I was reading and that was reflected in our voting as well, because it really just kind of had a second, not a second win. It just had a really strong following. So I was a little disappointed. I'm surprised how well it did. I'm surprised too. I literally thought there's no, I thought it was going to get two votes like 51st States. And I thought national treasure, maybe day after tomorrow would have been the lock-ins. And I was quite disappointed. I really wanted to watch and just chew the fat on national treasure. And it would have been weird. I, for the longest time, here's a, like, I'm going on a rant here, but that's what podcasts are for. For the longest time in my adolescence, I had this weird tradition that I would always watch the day after tomorrow on New Year's Eve. Didn't have to be like the evening, but sometime on the 24 hour day that is New Year's Eve, I would watch the day after tomorrow. So it would have been weird watching it not on that day and regardless. But yeah, I'm surprised Eternal That's Sunshine a weird tradition. Won. It was super weird. I don't know what... I think there was like one New Year's Eve, one day or one year that had a big ass blizzard. And I was like, hey, this is a perfect time to watch such a film. And then it just continued. And I was like, hey, go with it. And then I eventually grew up and I was like, let's not do this anymore. Okay. Uh, so this is this is the one. Um, like you're happy to sit down and review this. But ultimately is the one that you are the least looking forward to absolutely me too 100 percent. okay let's do this um <laughs> let's do it man this is but that's that's what happens that's, that's what, what happens. happens when yeah. you set out and you, and you make a podcast and you're yeah, like okay yeah. let's yeah. um let's give everybody else the opportunity to push us around <laughs> and right. tell us what to do yeah and um yeah it should be good it should be good um, <laughs> what's the worst that could happen What's the worst thing that could happen? We have to friggin' review it. It's good. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. So, I'm just, so there's that. I'm gonna say that. Maybe I'm. You know. Maybe we. Maybe we're gonna differ on this. We'll see. It's 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 a good movie. Mm. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Do you have trivia? I do. It's one question this week. It's simple. It's concise. It's not convoluted. It's, it's, I think it's fun. There's some fun with it. My one question, uh, Michael Gondry was the director for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and he had a choice to play the lead character. So I think that the character's name is Joel and it was played by uh, Jim Carrey, obviously. But before Jim Carrey kind of shooed into that role, the director had an original choice. And my question to you, to you and there will be some choices, multiple choice question, who was the director's first choice to play the lead character in this film? Okay. Adam Sandler. Okay. Adam Sandler. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Jake... Jillian Hu, Nicholas Cage, Elijah Wood, or Sean Connery? Oh my God! There's so many. Okay. Um, uh, each one's got a thing. Um. Okay, so Jake Gyllenhaal. 
you may just be saying Jake Gyllenhaal because he's one of your favorite actors and and you know you're you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs about Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Elijah Wood's already in the movie. That he is. And so that could just be that could just be a thing or yeah. or maybe I don't know. It'd be interesting to find out like why he ended up in the movie, but not as the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sean Connery is just like a <laughs> running friggin' gag on the show <laughs> and is way too old. There's no way it's Sean Connery. There's not a chance. Where he's like, I thought, I thought you meant the gag was too old. And I'm like, sorry, brother. It's, it's, it's not, no, only, no, 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 not only no, the Scotsman is too old. Not only am I sticking with it, but it's coming back in the future and it's coming for blood. Don't you haven't seen the end of it. Yeah, no, no. Um no no. <laughs> uh he's just he's way too old. Like Maybe. There's no there's no way this movie was gonna be <laughs> like I've don't, got this, don't I've tell got me. this girl I'd like to erase <laughs> from my memory. <laughs> there is a bingo. They- na- her her name is Kate Winslet. Bingo! Uh, she was in a movie about a big ship that sinks. I, so, I can't. It's a very difficult <laughs> sentence for me to say. I can't do impersonations, but that was. I'm trying to like restate Christoph Waltz saying "bingo" from *Inglorious Bastards*. But anyway, <laughs> those playing bingo at home, we just shot one off the card for you there. Um, Adam Sandler. I mean, he's in Fifty First Dates, which was an option, and so. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, who else did you say? So Adam Sandler, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Nick Cage, Elijah Wood, and Sean Connery. Right. And then Nick Cage obviously is national treasure. And I can't see it being Nick Cage. I'm going to go. So, okay. In my mind, it's down between Jake Gyllenhaal and Elijah Wood. Okay. I'm having trouble wrapping my head around the conversation that like, the reason why Elijah Wood would still be in it, mm-hmm. but not right, you know, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go with Jake Gyllenhaal. Sure, sure. Uh, he seems like the right. He would have been the right age at the time. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. It would have been. A, it would have been fine. Um. It was actually Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage was wow. director Michael Godfrey's original choice to play Joel, but Cage was unavailable as he was in high demand from directors at the time. So, coincidentally, um, so yeah, Jim Carrey was chosen. Uh, coincidentally, prior to this being filmed, about a year prior, Jim Carrey accordingly, or apparently, experienced a breakup and the director was talking with him and the director was like, listen, you're in this raw, broken state. You're in this perfect headspace for this character I want. Just keep it. Just keep it for a year. And I want you to keep it for this character for filming. And it was just Jim Carrey went on to comment on this at the time. She's saying, what a business that you have to put your, your life through just to be an actor. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the director picked Carrey. Um, he wanted an actor who typically portrayed high energy roles, um, but he wanted some restraint on that character. So of note, the director prevented Jim Carrey from improvising, which, uh, he didn't, he let the, he didn't put that restriction on anyone else on the cast, but he put it on Carrey and which Carrey did not like, because as you and I know, for a lot of his roles and a lot of the magic that comes from his roles usually comes from his improvisation. So this was kind of contained in this film where he said, no improv from you. Got to cage it. Nicholas cage it. Wow. Um, Can I give you some feedback on your question? Please. In the future, something that would have like, as a as a good red heron, yeah, herring, herring, yep. Is it red heron or red herring? I think it's herring. red herring. Herring, yeah, the fish, the fish, not the bird. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think something that would have really tripped me up mm. would have been to if one of the options had been Leo. 
Oh. Just coming off of like, you know, we're we're only like six years after Titanic. <gasps> and maybe the maybe they had already had Winslet cast. Oh. And they were like wanting to to keep that dynamic, or the, you, do you know what I mean? They were like yes. trying to recapture that on-screen dynamic. Well, and that's what happened in Revolutionary Road, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh. uh, but it was good. It was a good question. That's a good one. And see, I, I missed, went with I the thread, questions like that. I went with the thread of one actor from each of our care or our films that we chose, with the exception of Elijah Wood and Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Elijah Wood still kind of. Right, yeah. Oh, man. I actually kind of wish... Now, yeah, the Leo would have been a good touch. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. You'd seen it before? Once. Probably five plus years ago. Maybe even ten. So I, I remembered conceptually aspects of it, but a lot was uh, forgotten, and it was... Uh, was an interesting view, not knowing certain details. Right. Okay. Uh, this is probably my third, fourth, or fifth oh, time wow. watching it. I've seen it. A, I've seen it a handful of times. So um, more than I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The last time would have been five plus years ago. Okay. Um, okay. And you know, to me, the movie has almost the same quality that the the matrix has where it's like you'll watch it and you'll think oh that was good but you'll also walk away a little bit confused and maybe mm. you're a little bit less confused after each additional viewing sure there's just yeah. a lot that happens yep. and the movie's really abstract really abstract um because not only is it like almost like in a weird way almost has like a black mirror quality to it i um, oh dude i literally that's one of my first points it's like literally black yeah. mirror esque yeah so not only does it have like a weird technology or like a weird concept that you need to wrap your mind around mm -hmm. and then like a huge chunk of the film happens in the metaphysical um but on top of that, it's, it's, it's a brand of storytelling that I'm not a huge fan of as a consumer, but I have huge respect for it when it's done well. And that is that this, this, the storytelling in this film is anything but linear. It hops all over the place. And you're never really sure if what you're seeing, like every time a scene starts, it takes a couple minutes for you to figure out where in the timeline of this movie this scene falls. Because it's, it's not just a chronological progression of events. It's, it jumps back and it shows you things and then it jumps forward and shows you other things and then it jumps back again. And you're like, what is going on? Uh, and I'm not a fan of that because I find the process of trying to figure it out is tiring. It's, it's, it's a layer that I'm not interested in, in a film. Um, however, I think that, I think there's some films that do it really poorly. And I think there's some films that do it really well. And I think this film does it really well. And I, if I were to write a script and try to make a movie, I wouldn't know where to begin. Trying to lay out a film the way this film is laid out and do it successfully is seemingly such a daunting task. I wouldn't, I would quiver at the thought of attempting it. So my hat, right. my hat is off to the storyteller. My hat is off to the way this film is constructed Mm. Um, I, it's not my preference. It's not, it's not the way I want films to, that I'm watching to be constructed, but I recognize that it's incredibly complex and considering the complexity, I think it was done really well. Fair point. Yeah. It was done well and it was, I think I read quite a bit that there was, it wasn't an expensive film to make cause it was all done with, um, 
with real life uh just camera angles and kind of techniques and whatnot so it was very visual heavy visual heavy realistic visual heavy and um well sure jim is actually asleep for the whole thing and the whole thing takes place (laughs) in his head so for most of it (laughs) kate didn't even need to be on because it was just jim's perception of kate that you're seeing yeah yeah they just actually like hooked up the ct scanner to the video camera and they just downloaded most of his memories so yeah yeah and his fantasies and stuff so yeah yeah (laughs) super weird um yeah you mentioned this being like a black mirror episode so i want to get to a question that i'll ask you but before we get to that question i i the comparisons were in my mind as well so you kind of compared it to the matrix i'm not sure what i want to compare it to like conceptually it reminds me a bit of inception just with a lot less hype and I'm not sure why it has a lot less hype, at least in my experience, just because it is a star-studded cast. There's at least a half dozen actors who are big deals. Like, not just like, oh, yeah, this guy's in an episode of Cheers or something. Like, all yeah. six that I can think of at the top of my head, like Kirsten Dunst, One, Mark Ruffalo, two, three, Elijah Wood. Four, five, um, six, the doctor, seven. I can think of seven. Easily. Kate Winslet, the doctor, I can't remember his name, but... Uh, Tom you know, Wilkinson. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, and, like just and so... David Cross is in this. David no, Cross sorry. shows up. Who... Sorry, you have to refresh memory. Oh my gosh. No, this, whip out some Google. Let me get the Googler going. Whip out okay. some Google. David Cross is the loser in every movie you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> The lo- is he more of a loser than uh oh who's that guy you hate that you think is a wiener james oh. marston yeah james marston yeah david cross yeah i definitely recognize his face for sure yeah two kate winslet jim carrey kirsten dunce uh mark ruffalo elijah wood tom wilkinson yeah like, there's so many names so i don't know why it doesn't have as much hype as inception um but definitely some similar concepts as far as just you know, adventures in the recesses of the human mind and the the concept of ideas and in this case, erasing them versus planting them and just the power that that holds. And yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of um, kind of groundbreaking stuff here that I'm, it does have a cult following, so I shouldn't say it's just a hidden gem, but it's definitely not as celebrated as some things like say the matrix or inception. Um, but yeah, let's, I just want to, let's just get into it. Like with this technology in Black Mirror, we say, hey, this underlying question, are you for it? Are you against it? Would you take advantage of this technology? You know, whether it be for a breakup, whether it be for something relationally, memory wise that you want to get rid of, would you, would you use this technology or do you think it causes more harm than good? Do we need to remember our mistakes to learn from them? Like what? What do you think about this? Yes and yes. I think we do need to remember our mistakes so that we can okay. learn from them. I think okay. this technology is a bad idea. Uh, and I think I'm weak-minded enough that I would absolutely use it. Um, I'm in, mm. I would be interested to know, like, I think it's really fascinating that, um, like, I can't remember. Do they explain in the movie... Are the dream are, are are the memories just completely erased, or are they like damned to the subconscious? Like, I think. Erased. Are you going to have deja vu when you see someone? I don't think so. You think they're gone? I think they're gone. So then, I would be interested in the application of this, not for personal. I just you know, so yeah. something people may not know. I did. Um, I studied, uh, I did a year of post-secondary in police foundations. Um, cool. So criminology cool. And, and all of this stuff, these mm-hmm. are all courses that I studied. Mm-hmm. Um, psychology, stuff like that. So I'd be very curious to know. Let's say I, let's say I robbed a bank. Uh, okay. Robbed a bank is like a big ordeal. Let's say I like, I stole someone's car and mm. 
broke into their house and took all their stuff or whatever, right? And and months later, I'm like riddled with guilt and anxiety, and I think they're gonna catch me and like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, right? Um, I'd be really curious if you could let's say the clinic that's offering this service um has a strict strict confidentiality like you could tell them that you're trying to erase the most awful thing ever and and they they they're not going to rat you out right if you could if you could erase your memory of you doing something terrible then if the police got a hold of you <laughs> they genuinely like you wouldn't be lying they wouldn't mm. be able to they'd be able to give you a polygraph test and you would pass it because you're not lying you actually don't have any rele- recollection of doing that mm. so yeah. i'm curious about it from like a theoretical science standpoint i hmm. i'm curious about that right. um but yeah no i i think it's a terrible idea but i absolutely think i would I would do it. I don't know, you know, when I say that, I don't go, oh, yeah, well, this just friggin' stupid girl, Becky, from... No, like, I don't... I, no <laughs> right. one no one pops into my mind. There's right. nothing that I'm immediately like, yeah, God, sure. if I could get this out of my head. Yeah. Um, but I think that's just because I've never put any thought into it because of the course. technology doesn't exist. But if it did exist, yeah, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It would probably, I probably wouldn't be able to afford it. Well, depends how much it's uh, bought in by the the public, right? I mean, if, if everyone's buying into it, eventually it would get to the point of being affordable. But that's a, that's a bigger societal issue of maybe we're all naive enough to be doing something we shouldn't be doing or kind of getting into the should we do it part. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um... Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm not sure if I would want to do it, but I, I can definitely think of maybe some situations where there's it warrants it to be done. I mean, I, I'm thinking, like, what if someone is attacked? What if someone's attacked? Uh, to what degree, to what to what detail, I don't know. But, like, say, say someone is attacked and... No, no, just say it. Say say what say what we're talking about here. Actually, okay. So I was gonna say raped or sexually yeah. attacked or something, but so I actually, let's, let's say some let's say somebody rapes you. So and you have PTSD as a result. So let, we can go down this path, but I actually want to use the example that I want to go with first because it's more okay. specific. Because I think we'll get into that one in a second. The 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 example I want to give is say someone is attacked. And they lose their vision as a result of this attack. And lose so their, this like, person... Oh, like physically lose it or they've psychologically... <laughs> physically, they can no longer see. Okay, okay. Like damage has... Physical damage has happened Physical to damage eyes. has happened. So okay. in this scenario, an individual, their last memory is of someone attacking them. Like their last v- memory of su- seeing something wasn't a sunset. Last visual it was, memory. Their last visual memory is someone chasing them and attacking them. So there's the PTSD, there's the emotional concept of it. Maybe there's a scenario where, yeah, maybe you, you're you a prime candidate for let's just wipe that clean and you don't need to remember vividly exactly what happened. Just when you wake up, we say yes you were involved in an accident or you, you can decide how much we want to tell you, but at least you're not scarred by PTSD. It's just that you have these, these physical uh, changes and you don't have to go through a life of having PTSD, having that ingrained in your mind as your last visual image. So that's, that's one example. Like there's circumstances where I think, yeah, it's a clear no brainer. Let's just wipe something clean because it's not like, hey, you need to learn from this attack. You need to learn from this. You shouldn't forget it or it might happen again. And obviously, we can go into the example of someone being sexually abused. Obviously, um, it's not that we need to say, yeah, you, you um, you need to keep this memory so it doesn't happen to you again. Obviously, that's not applicable. Um, obviously I have no, no right to say what 
someone should remember or not remember if they've gone through something like that. I don't know what the answer is. Uh, an individual would know better. A professional therapist would know better what's what's better going forward. But that is another example, too, where maybe who's someone who's been attacked in that way, this could be beneficial if they don't want to have that scarring event remembered for the rest of their life. Yeah, hands down, absolutely. But I, I, this yeah, is yeah. definitely rabbit-holing it. Like I'm, I'm, We're getting into the weeds here, but it's just a concept I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. No, I, 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 uh, in that case, absolutely do it. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, what I'm surprised. Are you, obviously you asked me what Jim Carrey, what is my favorite Jim Carrey film is. Where does this rank on his hierarchy to you? And I, the reason I want to ask this is, this film got two Academy nominations. It actually won an Oscar. So the one nomination which won was Best Original Screenplay. The other nomination which it didn't win was Best Actress for Kate Winslet. And so what I'm trying to get at with Jim Carrey, are you surprised that he didn't get an Oscar nomination? Are you are you saying that's fine? It was an okay performance. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Like where where do you stand on Jim Carrey for this? And you can also comment on the the whole Kate Winslet aspect of it too. Where, what are your thoughts on these two two main characters? Uh, I mean, I think there's there's two sides. There's there's two ways of answering that. One, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think he's good in it. I don't think I don't think I would even put it in his top ten. I'd agree. Um, well, for mm, performances ten, that I enjoy, tens tens uh, a lot. Yeah, no, I know. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm just well, checking. Well, I'm just checking. Well, I'm aware, pal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think I would rank. I think I would rank performance of performances of his that aren't as good. I would probably rank higher, just because those are movies that I enjoy more. Sure. Um. As far as if I'm surprised, if I'm surprised that he didn't get an Oscar nomination, I don't think that's an answer that I can, yep. I don't think that's an answer you can easily give mm -hmm. because you have to, in order to know whether or not he should have gotten an Oscar nomination, you need to know what the competition mm. was, right? So right. the thing about an Oscar is like, Yep. You, in order to get an Oscar nomination, not mm. only do you need to give the performance of <laughs> your life, but you need to be lucky enough that there aren't eight other actors who also happen to give the performance of their life that year. Mm. So not getting an Oscar nomination isn't necessarily a reflection isn't isn't completely a reflection on you um i mean it obviously it is to an extent mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but there are other factors here um and one of those factors being that you know that there are there there is only so many nominations that are going to happen mm -hmm. and and yeah, there's there's a very real possibility that um, that it just so happened that there were eight performances in other films that were better. So this this isn't something I had planned. So I literally just looked this up as as we were chatting here. So for best actor, Jamie Foxx actually won it for Ray Charles. Um, Johnny Depp was nominated for Finding Neverland. Friend of the show, Leonardo DiCaprio, was nominated for The Aviator. Clint Eastwood for Million Dollar Baby. So, to me, I, I agree with and, what you're and saying. And I would say, I would say all of those are, I think, I think, I think that Jim Carrey's performance in this film is an Oscar-worthy performance, but mm -hmm. I think every name that you just listed in that year was more deserving of an Oscar than Jim Carrey for this film. I would agree, because when you say it's not in your top 10, I think it's a great 
performance by Jim Carrey, but it's it's definitely not my favorite. It's definitely a different skill set that he had to use from a lot of his other work to this point. But again, yeah, it's it's not my favorite. And yeah, all the ones that I listed, and I actually skipped one. Don Cheadle was also nominated for Hotel Rwanda. All these were studs, and I I don't think he I think it was a fine job. But yeah, definitely not Oscar worthy. Uh, best actress, just for con- context, Kate Winslet did not win. Hillary Swank won it for a million dollar baby. Which is an amazing movie. Which is a tiered jerker and a half. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good golly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I have a note here. I don't really know if I... There's really no point to it. I might just mention then it. Then read it. Read it. Read well, it. I'm going to read it. I really don't know. It might be more of an observation that was profound to me and it actually has nothing to do with the underlying plot, but near one of the last memories, so throughout this whole film, obviously, if you've seen it, you're aware, you know, Jim Carrey's trying to hide Kate Winslet somewhere in the recesses of some other memories just to kind of preserve her in his mind. And throughout it, you know, obviously this plan is foiled because these memories are removed and detached. And finally, we get to the very last memory of her where they met and they kind of see the writing on the wall. They say, hey, this is our last memory. You know, what what do we do with it? What do we do with this? It's just dwindling. And they they say something along the lines of just enjoy it. And there was something profound in that kind of statement to me because it was just, hey, I don't know. I don't know if that was the whole point of the film because ultimately that's that's end that ended up that's that's how the film ended, right? Because once they actually reconvene or re are reintroduced to each other at the end, at the end of the film, and they re- rehash their problems with each other in these recordings, ultimately they just say, "Screw it, we we might have our problems that resurface again, but let's just enjoy it." So like just enjoying memories, looking past them, not getting caught up in them, not getting caught up in our flaws. There was just some some component to this where it just enjoy the moment, enjoy the relationship. And I don't know, maybe I'm making a mountain out of a molehill. Maybe I'm picking on something that I'm maybe wasn't supposed to pick up on and I'm making something out of nothing. But there was something profound in that to me. What I want to know mm-hmm. is... If this clinic is offering such a groundbreaking, technologically insane, Nobel Prize-worthy <laughs> technology, <laughs> why is my mom-and-pa-owned dentist shop have a more impressive storefront than... <laughs> like, these guys should be in a university somewhere with massive well, research labs and, like... yeah. It brings up the question of how on the up and up is this thing? Like how, how backed is it by like ethics committees and kind of best practice guidelines, all these different things that like, it looks like they're kind of living month to month by their rent. Like they're just kind of in this hole on the wall. He I don't should know. be a billionaire. He should if really, he should be a billionaire. Conceptually, he should be. Again, if it's on the up and up and what he's saying is legitimate. But this honestly has, this honestly is dripping of like, hey, I've learned some stuff on the street. I've made a practice out of it. Don't tell anyone. It's strictly word of mouth. The American College of Physicians and Surgeons doesn't know about it. But it's on. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm certified to do this. Right. Well, and I guess, I guess a key component uh, to having a successful professional big corporation or, or business as opposed to a little hole in the wall <laughs> is you need to know that when you set someone up to be a part of this, like when you hire staff and you send your staff to go do the job in the person's house in the middle of the night, you need to know that Frodo Baggins, Bruce Banner, and Mary Jane Watson aren't right. throwing back beers and dancing in their underwear. Like, um, yeah, smoking weed. Yeah, this right? this operation was very, very suspect. 
can we so let's i mean it also yeah like i mean there has to be some accountability because at no point were these reputable clinicians i mean you just hit it they were they were smoking joints on like above him like just dancing like the the ashes from their joints were falling on his falling on him but Dang, Elijah Wood was a creeper. Like, literally broke into this girl's house, stole her undergarments, was, like, pretending, masquerading I mean, as her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Like, just, and there's, there's got to be something ethically against, you know, like, he kind of, he kind of, it's creepy just in and of the fact that the way yes. he met her was by coming into the house and yep. and being a part of performing that service, right? Yes. There's like, so now he's yep. got that mm-hmm. information. He knows yep. so much about her and yep. how to woo her because they've studied how this other guy did it. Mm-hmm. Insider trading, to say the least. Yeah. Um, the film, so, okay, so that, I mean, we should touch on, there's some crazy layers and like interconnectivity in this movie um Mm. one being that and then also what i think is not a necessary but ultimately a really fun twist in the fact that the procedure has also been performed on kirsten dunst character so that she doesn't remember the fact that she's been that she that that the doctor, her boss, mm. had an affair with her. It it um it's definitely something I forgot about, and I I was watching it and I thought to myself, why are we having this side point of her being enamored with him and having this stolen kiss and oh like what what's why are we going sideways in this plot? And then when I was reminded of what actually was happening on uh, at the base of it with this procedure occurring and the questions that come as a result of it. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, it, it kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, and it seems like just an unnecessary layer, but I think it's such a mm. fun, like oh, yeah. in the climax of the movie when everything else is going on, it's just like a curveball. It c- becomes very relevant very quickly. Yeah, and you're like, oh shit, son, and yeah. So to <laughs> me, to me, that was it's it's a fun it's a yeah. fun twist. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there much else to talk about? You know, I think that's about it for me. I mean, I'm I don't want to offend people because I think of the all the options, this might be the most artistically rich, and I agree. Yeah. It's it's a it's a valid story. It's a validly created movie. It's got some merit. I just compared to the other comparables like Inception or The Matrix, there's there's something about this film that I appreciate and I enjoyed viewing once. I maybe enjoyed a little bit the second time, but it doesn't grab a hold of me. I don't know if it's just there's the soundtrack for me was not a problem, but it wasn't an asset like some of the other films that we just compared it to. There was just some 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 aspect to it that I don't know if it was the the can like the the film style and I don't like just as far as the color tones or the the kind of I don't know what it was. Like I I was okay with the non-linear storytelling to a degree, but there was just something about it that just it's not it's not my most favorite uh aspect or my most favorite film talking about mind planting memory issues so it's it's a it's a fun fun watch it's a valid film but i'm definitely not part of this cult following of it yeah yeah and and yeah i can i can concur um like i said it was probably my last pick on Mm -hmm. the list of films that we had Mm -hmm. um I don't think it's a bad movie. Like when I found out no. that that's what we were going to no. watch, I wasn't like, ugh. Yes. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's a good movie. Um, mm. If you've never seen it, it's worth a watch. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, Once, but for yeah, sure, definitely doesn't. Least. You know, doesn't. I don't need the 4K Blu-ray collector's edition 
I wouldn't watch honestly and and this is this is interesting and I think it's maybe just because the film feels like it drags a little bit to me as it is and there's always so much going on and I'm like ah here we go mm. um this is there aren't many movies I I would say this to but I definitely say it to this one if they came out tomorrow with a director's cut <laughs> that was an extra 30 minutes longer. <laughs> I I would have no interest. I have no interest. I don't need to see, I don't need it to be longer. I don't need right. to visit more memories. Now, on the, to the contrary, if there was a director's cut, which was a more direct um, interpretation of the term, like a cut of the film that was slightly less in length because they cut some of it, I would be interested, and I don't mean that as a as throwing shade. I'm just being I'm being honest. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's just uh, something. Like it's, there's. I'm a big fan of the, the director's cut. I I just don't know. There's something about this film that just seems a little bland to me. I don't know if it's the color palette or the some of the storytelling at some points. It's just for such a abstract concept it it wasn't as visceral as i as i wonder if it could be and i'm not sure it has a very bland color palette very bland yeah and i don't know if that's part of the reason i just don't i'm not all for it but kate winslet's hair clementine's hair yeah excuse me is the most colorful thing in the movie (laughs) you're not even wrong you're not that is not false uh, yeah, I don't know. Part of me just watches this film, and I feel like Jim Carrey in the opening scene after watching it. Like, it's not at the end of the Matrix or the end of Inception where I'm infused with energy from the story that's been told. I just kind of feel like, well, that was something. I feel like, and now I'm just ripping on it. I'm just gonna stop talking because it's not a bad film. It's just not. It's infusing. not a bad film. I just don't. Yeah, I just yeah. don't want a director's cut. Which you know what? Yeah. I've gone on record. I have yes, gone on record and I will go on record again saying mm. if if Peter Jackson, if it was announced tomorrow that Peter Jackson was re-releasing the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Sure. And they were going to put in everything that was left out of the books. Tom Bombadil's going to show up. They're going to do all of the stuff at the beginning with the Shire and and sit, trying to sell Bag End and then going to his cousin's house in the Shire before they even, like, takes them weeks, weeks it takes them to leave the Shire from the time he makes the decision. Like, the, there's just so much in the books. Um, and it was going to be a, you know... Each movie, each movie was going to be eight hours, making it a 24-hour long trilogy. <laughs> Sign me up. Absolutely. Dang. I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to, to, because as it is, I will binge watch, if I've got the right crew and mm. some good snacks, yeah. I will, I will binge watch, I will marathon the extended editions. Yeah, baby. I will sit down for a 12-hour marathon. I will sure. do it. Um, I wouldn't be able to do a 24-hour marathon. I don't mm-hmm. think. You know no. what? I would want to. I would want no. to once. Oh, I, I don't know, I would want man. to once. I don't know. You would need energy. You'd need a lot of caffeine. You would. Some you chicken wings. A, you'd need nachos. You, you might need an intravenous and a catheter. I, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, you can pause it to go pee. Do you not? What is, that's not even a marathon anymore. True. True. You need to build, like, you need to go to your hardware store and get some eaves troughing (laughs) and make yourself a little, little aqueduct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where did did we score this film out of 10? Okay. Okay. Tell me. Zero to 10. Zero to ten. I gave it very similar on both my scales. On my scale, it was a six point one. On Marshall's scale, it was a six. So on my scale, as far as like what it equates to, my scale failed a little bit here because that falls within the. I wouldn't pay to see it in theaters, but I wouldn't also pay to 
buy it on DVD, that's for certain. So my my scale breaks down a little bit, but six or six point one out of ten. So it's it's not bad. It's a little above average, but it's definitely not great. Hmm. What did you give it? Out Marshall, of 10? Mar- Marshall, being a friend of the show, who's going to be yes. on the show next week, yeah, and just has a scale that's a little more maybe typical of a scale. Yeah, mine's very convoluted. It's like reading tea leaves that the number doesn't always mean what you would think it means. In this case, it's quite aligned with my 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 score. But yeah, what did you give it out of ten? Uh, out of ten, I give this movie a four point five. Um, which is, I, I think in no way is an objective score. I think it's super subjective. I think it just, sure, eh, you know, yep. Yep. it's good to, it's good to watch once. I don't even think it's in the category of me ever needing to watch again at this point. I'm, I'm not sure if I would have ever watched it again if it hadn't won I've seen it enough. I think I'm glad yeah. I've watched it more than once because it helps. Sure. It helped me to grasp the film a little bit better. But I think I'm there. I think I understand the film as much as I'm going to or need to at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And so I can just kind of throw in the throw in the hat when it comes to <laughs> this movie. <laughs> kind of yeah. done. Cool. Uh, what'd you watch this week? I think I own. No, I watched two films. I watched. The first thing I watched was called Black 47. And it was a film starring Hugo Weaving. No, is that how you say his name? Hugo. Hugo. Hugo Weaving. Yes. Um, It starred him, and then it starred a lot of other actors that I wasn't familiar with. But it was a film, it was kind of like pictured Jason Bourne but set in Ireland during the Great Potato Famine. Um, so it's just kind of a unique kind of action film. It's it's kind of one of those movies you just watch once. There's there, I wouldn't rewatch it again. I'm, I'm not sure if it was... Um, it was an interesting view. I, I will say that. I'm not sure if I'd recommend it, but it was, it was fascinating. And Hugo Weaving is a fascinating watch anyway, so what he brings to the table was entertaining. So... An interesting film. I guess the one walkaway that I had from it is there's a lot of horrible events in human history that I think I can comprehend just from reading from a book. And I think the Great Potato Famine was one of those ones that I just didn't really understand the magnitude of till it was depicted effectively in a film where, you know, I just did some reading afterwards where like in a small time period, just in a few years in Ireland like a quarter of the population either passed away or left just because it was that bad. And so it was, it was very grounding to see kind of that as a side part of that film, just the film set in that kind of circumstance. The other film that I've watched was far more cheerful. It was the 2019 Greta Gerwig's little women. And this had been on my watch list. Emma Watson. With Emma Watson. It had been on my watch list for so long. It had been on my watch list probably since it was in theaters. It was definitely on my radar when we did our Oscars episode because it was one of the final candidates. And it was one of the few candidates that I actually had not seen. Finally got around to watching it. Um, I, I didn't dislike it. I just don't think I enjoyed it as much as I wanted to enjoy it or I thought I would enjoy it. I don't know if I did just got too much on the hype train and it was impossible to live up to that hype it was a solid six or seven definitely would recommend looking into it if it's the type of thing that you're you or the listener are into worth a view just wasn't as blown away as i think i was hoping to be but still fascinating still a still a good film well done. And i mean you you know who else is in that other than other than emma watson are you referring to to one of my favorite actresses of all time. So there's a couple of ways you could go with this. One it's is... Not, it's not Laura Dern. Okay, that's what I wasn't sure. I was like, is Laura Dern? Uh, are you going no, Meryl, no, no. Meryl Streep? No, 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 no. Chris Cooper? That's a male. Oh, sorry, did you say actress? I said actress, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that. Sorry. 
Uh, okay, so we've gone... We've gone... Emma Watson. Or are you talking about her? Is that who you're referring nope. to? Who are nope. you referring to? Uh, Sorsha Ronan is one of my favorite actresses. She really? plays Joe in it. Yeah. yeah. She's an, she's an, like a, a very oh. strong Irish accent. Yeah. She's incredible. You're right. She's in she's Lady, in Lady Bird, Bird. Brooklyn. Um, the love, the lovely bones. Brooklyn for sure. Yeah. Which is a, yep. uh, like a straight up Irish immigrant film. Mm-hmm. Apparently yep. in the yeah, Grand no, she's Budapest. Incredible. Grand Budapest Hotel. Wow, she's in a lot more than I than I was familiar with. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, and she does um, an amazing for how strong her accent is in real life. She does an amazing American accent. I was not aware of that, and I would agree with that now that I know this and watching her in Little Women. Uh, yep. what did you perceive through your retinas in the past 7 days? Um, well, I need to extend it a little past seven days because I got a little trigger happy last week and I actually missed two movies, two Gee. movies. Yeah. Um, there was so a the few screenshots week, that I did not yeah. have an answer to. So the previous week, the two films that I forgot to mention, um, okay. one is the movie that I was sending you screenshots of and it's the 2014 film Godzilla. Oh, okay, yeah. With Brian Cranston, Elizabeth yep. Olsen, um, ja Aaron Tyler Johnson or something. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the kick-ass guy. Um, and so that was, uh, it was okay. Uh, I don't know. Next, next we're going to watch Kong Skull Island. Um, right. We're kind of, we're working through that, you know, I'm working through that series because I want to see Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong, whatever, right. whatever it is. Yep. Um, and I need the backstory. So, <laughs> right. um, so we watched that. I watched Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh yeah. Which I mean, come on. It's just so good. <laughs> and so sad it makes me so sad yeah watching anything with robin williams in it mm. now um but uh but yeah it was it was cool it was cool to see that it was the first time i'd watched pierce brosnan in, in anything since we'd done james bond um so that was fun um and then this week getting getting caught up to this week um, I watched, uh, I watched two movies, two, just two. Did I just watch two? Let me ponder. I think I just <laughs> watched two. No, that can't be right. What am I missing? What did I watch hmm. that I'm, that I'm, that, cause there's, there's, two nights that I'm not accounting for. No, one night for sure nothing was watched. What was watched the next night? Wow. That's that's <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> that is frustrating. Um, okay, so I watched... Oh. No. Yes. No. Anyways. Um, <laughs> the other day, Christopher Plummer passed away. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that night, I watched a movie that he's in. Hmm. And I watched it not only because Christopher Plummer was in it, but I, I also watched it as a big screw you <laughs> to anyone who didn't vote for it. Um, okay. And so I watched National Treasure. Um, oh, because, yeah. Because it just had to be done. Right. Um, yeah, so I watched National Treasure. Um, I also watched the second one, because how can you not? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and they're so good, man. I mean, where's, so where is National Treasure 3? What is on page 47? Like, I, like just, it goes without saying, the second one is like a shade below the first, like, uh, acknowledgement, 
granted they're not as good as the first one but it's still so good that it warrants i would pay money to see a third one i don't care take my money i couldn't agree more yeah um what man is driving me nuts there's a movie there's a movie i'm missing hmm hmm that's gonna bother me you could always just mention it next week and just have this running gig where you just, just but that's <laughs> oh, it's aggravating oh mm-hmm. ooh, mm-hmm. i did watch this isn't this isn't what i'm thinking of there's still something i'm missing um but i did watch the first jackass movie because mm. you know i don't know why not <laughs> Cool. I don't know. It's a fun. I, I I like it. I'm trying to. Uh, man, I'm so. I'm not going to remember what it is. <laughs> That's okay. It's very remember, frustrating. When you remember, write it down. We will dissect it next week. Uh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, wrap this up then. I, cool. Are you waiting for me to say something? Prophetic? Sorry, I wasn't sure if you were going to remember it or not. I was just trying to buy you some time. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please like, follow, subscribe on all our social media pages below. Um, please check out our Patreon page, our merchandise page, if you're feeling so inclined to help maintain the show and to help it grow. Uh, really means a lot. We appreciate all our existing Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, just thanks for listening. Uh, please like and review po- us positively and leave us a comment and a like. We love hearing feedback from you. And until next time. No, I'm not ready, man. I'm not ready to let it go. <sighs> list every movie. List, list, list all the movies that exist. And then I'll let you know if that's it or not. <laughs> I'll go, list go them all. I'll list them all to the tune of We Didn't Start the Fire. Ooh, yeah, do it. Titanic, Ben, Her, Rocky, one, two, three. Godfather, one, two, three. Joe DiMaggio.